I'm sick of hitting slappy cuts. In a studio somewhere in an undisclosed location, episode 18 of the Slappy Cut. I thought the last one was 16. No, no, it was definitely 17. <laughs> <laughs> when I posted it, I was just like, what episode is it? So I didn't write an episode with it. Just click the link. It'll tell you. Yeah, right. <laughs> my, uh, my skills on social media are not very good. That's okay. Lucky you're here. More importantly, this is the fourth one running. Yeah. This year. What are we going to do when we get to like 100 episodes? Hopefully be in a sound padded room yeah. somewhere. We can probably have our own Slappy Cut party. That'd be nice. Yeah. 100 episodes, Slappy Cut party. All right, we'll throw one. Yeah. Assuming we can get a padded room first. We don't need a padded room for the party. <laughs> what kind of party are we having, man? <laughs> you bring in the leather whips yeah. or what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, big week? Uh, yeah. Um, it's only Tuesday. Yeah. The weekend was good. Weekend was good. What did I get up to? Um, we had uh, Cara's birthday last week. She turned the ripe age of uh, 34, I think. 34? 34. Nice. Yeah, so we went down to beach time with heaps of friends and... Had some ranch water, what you're tasting right now. Oh. Tastes pretty good, eh? If you hear this throughout the podcast. I've been drinking so many margaritas. Have you? Yeah. It's dangerous. This is dangerous. But you wake up feeling fresh. Because it's just alcohol. And lime juice, really. Good for that scurvy. Yes. Good for mouth ulcers, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um... Well, speaking of mouth ulcers, so <laughs> mine's all healed. Is it? That's good. But... So we did the podcast last week. Oh, we opened the shop and did some work Wednesday morning. And then this is my first day back at work. I've been sick. Is it? Yeah. Gee, it's been running like a well-oiled machine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's been gone>. <laughs> <laughs> Take some more time off, you think? Maybe. Nah. So anyway, I'm back to health now. Oh, that's good, mate. Yeah. I was worried about you for about five minutes. Yeah. That so, five-minute period where you text me. That's yeah. That was it. Yeah. Excellent. No, I'm, feeling I'm so good. bad at writing back. I, write, I forget to write back to people for days. Yeah, I understand. What's okay. <laughs> I'm hopeless. It's okay. Because like, I go to write back and then something happens and I put my phone down and continue on with my life. Mm-hmm. And then forget all about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not being rude. No. To everyone, I'm just hopeless. Just hopeless. Yeah. Luckily, if you want to email in to the slappycut at gmail.com, the emails come to me first. So, <laughs> yeah. so they get taken care of. And I always I always read them. Do so. we have any this week? No. Man. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. We've got prizes coming soon. We do. In the works. Yeah. Get in the habit of emailing. Yeah. So what did you do? Did you sleep for three days? I slept for three days. I stayed in bed, didn't do a lot. Would you have a little bell for Emma? Ding, ding, ding. I, I couldn't eat because my throat was killing oh, me. Shit. So I didn't eat for nearly two days. Milkshakes? No. Nothing? No, it wasn't good coming out the other end, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me 
Milkshake. Do you reckon you had COVID or something? No, I did a test and it said negative. Yeah, right. So they're not 100% accurate, obviously, but who knows? Wow. Anyway, I'm all good now. You're all good. Back into it. What are you for? Some controversy. Yeah. So, describe me what the live golf format is. Uh, 54 holes, shotgun start, team's event. Yeah. No cut. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So, Wyndham Clark just won a PGA Tour event. Correct. Can, Can you explain to me what the format of this event was? Yeah, it's meant to be uh, 72 holes, yeah. no-cut event. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, 80 professionals in the field. Yeah. They play with a pro-am partner for the first three days or two days. Yeah. And a little bit of wind and it was cut to us. This one only got 54 holes in. Oh, yeah. Okay, it sounds like a live event to me. It was a live event. Controversy. Yeah, except on the, the live. The world a... ranking points for this event should be strict. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. You reckon? I don't care, but... <laughs> See, Joaquin shot 59, mm-hmm. and then uh, Wyndham Clark had a 60. Yeah. With a bogey. It's good golf. Yeah. 12 under par. Yeah. Very good golf. Yeah. He's been coaching himself, too. Wyndham? Mm. Wow. Yeah. He's a bit of a head case. He probably wouldn't want to... Oh, he's, he's been good. He's been seeing someone, hasn't he? Wyndham Clark was a bit of a head case. Was he? Yeah. He's been seeing someone. A psychologist? Out. Yeah. Forget who it would. It was linked to her. I forget what her name is. No idea. But he was going down the rabbit hole for ages of watching people's swings and yeah. trying to do what they do. Yeah. Similar to what Exhibit A does over here. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I found a good field today, actually. The Did you? Day. Yeah, I found one, yeah. That's good. Only three hosel rockets. Did you hold on to it? Ah. We'll see what tomorrow brings. See what tomorrow brings. But yeah, he's, he plays so good. He's yeah. that massive cut. It's yeah. Just, it's amazing. But yeah, it's pretty funny that they just played the same event as a live mm-hmm. uh, normal tournament. But see, uh, Joaquin and Sergio, they played in the dark. Like full on dark for the four hole playoff. Wow. Like when they were putting on the last green the fourth time, they had yeah. that big side screen was just, there was no like pitches, it was just all lights. Just so you could see. So you could see. It was, oh, it was yeah. proper dark. I reckon it's cool that they still played in it, but... Well, well, King was like, oh, what do I want to do? And Sergio's like, we're going back there too. He's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but Sergio wanted to go. Yeah. He was using the weirdest putter. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's like that. a house brick cut in half with a shark put on it. Wow. Mm. Did it help his putting stroke? Uh, he almost won the tournament. Got into a playoff. <laughs> Must have been something. In the playoff, he hit a couple that come out of the hill, not proper hill. On the putter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not good. He's got the claw, but the bottom hand like is like full choking it. Oh wow, that looks weird. This isn't like not. It's not Chris Marco style, but it was. Yeah, it's getting there. Okay. But yeah, um, but that's uh, some good golf played over the weekend. Mm. Big John Rahm played well. Cam Smith played well. They Jason, can't, can't play bad those. Jason boys. Day was playing well. Yeah, he was. He yeah. would have been a smoky if they played day four. Yeah, he was coming in hot. Yeah, so it was some good golf. I got up really early on Monday, which was yesterday, mm-hmm. to watch it, and it was postponed. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, yeah, it's devastating. It was devastating. Mm. <laughs> so I thought we'd talk about a little bit about. <clears throat> what you spend your day doing today and yep. then break down into into some stuff that might help some people. Right on. So you're down there with the tailor-made 
Yeah. Yep. Telemad rep, doing fittings all day. Doing fittings all day. Nick, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. So what did, um, so they got their new QI10 out. Yeah. You hit a few of them. Yeah. Good driver. It goes really good, mate. Yeah. Like, really good. It's really, like, it's fast to swing. Mm. So the LS head, like, you witnessed, you witnessed, like, greatness today. (laughs) (laughs) Did I get one to 120? Swing speed? 119. 119 and a half. Yeah. It's the quickest I saw. Yeah, but. so like, that for me, I did swing out of my feet, but that for me is next level. Like, yeah. I'm normally like a 111, 114. Yeah. Well, um, you're consistently 116, 117. Yeah. That thing. I think the shafts are a little bit longer. Okay. But the aerodynamics in the head, so what he was saying about the LS head, because of the, uh, the channel with the weight channel. Yeah. It normally adds a bit of drag, but they've half covered it in. Yeah. So no wind can get caught in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good driver. I really like um, the look of it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's really nice. They've got three models. They've got the Max, the Standard, and the LS. Yeah. So even the normal one, just the the Standard, is a little bit lower forgiving. Okay. Oh, lower forgiving, a bit lower spinning. Yeah. Um, because Rory's in that. Yeah. So Rory doesn't play the LS. You think he would? No, he's gone because he was using a forty-four inch driver. He's yeah. now gone back to forty-five. Yeah. So with forty-five, the low spin head, it was, he needed to add spin. Yeah. Wow. So he's gone to the just a standard head and yeah. cranked down a couple of gears in loft. Um, but yeah, like Tommy plays the, the LS. Yeah. But yeah, spent my day with him fitting a fair few people. Yeah. Um, the drivers are really good. Now lots of maneuverability like you can do a lot with the hosel um on the driver like you can go up and down two mm-hmm. degrees you can put it in upright yep um which is really cool uh lots of shaft options qi irons are pretty good like for the game improvement like a 20 handicap could get some good use out of them yeah yeah they're really good and um, so just in layman's terms yeah <clears throat> And, and this sort of feels like I'm interviewing you. I do know the answers to these questions, just in case anyone's wondering about my general knowledge. Of you golf. ask me questions, eh? Yeah. Um, so let's, let's. I was wanting to actually say like the weight channel, right? So just for anyone that might not know, when you move those weights, what's it doing to the head? Yeah, what's so, it helping it do? So if you put the weight in the heel of a driver, yep. slide to the heel, what it allows, it allows the toe of the club to shut down earlier and get back to the ball quicker. To stop the slice, yeah. close the face. If you put the weight in the toe, yeah. it leaves the toe open through impact. Yeah. So if you're a big drawer of the ball, put the weight in the toe and the toe stays open. Yeah. So you can kind of move it around for your swing. So what you can do, you fit your swing. Yeah. Like, yes, you want lessons first to get better. Yeah. Absolutely. But then we build a club to your swing. Yeah. Okay. Fine-tune fine a few things. So, excuse me, so... Gone are the days of making it work. Yeah. You can actually just fit something to how you deliver the club. Yeah, correct. We had a bloke today, though, who wasn't hitting it the greatest, like, and we're like, mate, look, get some lessons. So he's, he's just bought, like, a six-pack of lessons on the day. Excellent. And he's just going, I'm going to get six lessons, we're going to fine-tune everything, yeah. and then come back, because what we don't do, we don't fit to that spin that was swing wasn't very good yeah, like, yeah. he needs a little bit of work yeah so if we, if we fit him now and spend X amount of dollars 
in six months after he gets lessons, those clubs are going to be... Yeah, it'd be no good. No good, so... You want to fit to six months' time. Yeah, so he said, let's just get some lessons, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The good was, thing about those weights, suppose you can move them at any time, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you can, you can still stay in the same head in six months' time. You yeah. can move the weights around a little bit, but the shaft will probably change. Yeah. Some um, some things people might not know. So you got that obviously the weight slides around the back of the club towards yeah. the heel and toe. Some clubs you can even shift the weights from the the front to the back. You can. What's yeah, that so, going to do? So, oh, so going from if you have with the weight at the back of the club, yeah, it adds stability and it adds MOI, which is moment of inertia, so yeah. more stable through impact. So off center hits is still going to come out straighter mm-hmm. and more forgiving because there's. It stops the head from moving around a bit, and it's got the, the CG gets low and back, and it helps the ball launch. Yep. If you move the weight forward, you put in like the CG right behind the face, so you got to hit the middle of the club. Yeah. It's going to come out with less spin. Yep. And if you don't hit the center of the club, then you're going to know about it because it goes a long way left or right. Yeah, so, yeah. More forgiving at the back, less forgiving at the front. Higher launch at the back, lower launch at the front. Okay. So you're not going to have a heavy weight at the front if you're. You know, if you're 90-year-old Betty swimming mm-hmm. at 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's the one where you want that You want that weight back. Yeah. It's going to give you better launch. Better forgiveness. Better forgiveness. So yeah. you can hit it off anywhere and more, still get okay. And more consistency. I think one of those things, too, because we talk about MOI a lot with drivers. I think what they feel is MOI is <clears throat> it runs through every club in the bag. So your yeah. irons and everything. So you see, like your tour players, for example, use the blades. Because it's less MOI, but more control in the air. So they yeah. can cut it and fade it and all that sort of stuff. When you move that MOI back, yeah. that's when you it's can't control the flight. The workability. Yeah. But that's good for your, your average golfer. It's more forgiving. Absolutely. You don't have to hit the middle and you get that launch up high. Yeah. Uh, and then even to a lesser extent, putters. Yeah. So then, like those big-headed putters move that weight back. All of a sudden, you hit it off the toe heel, wherever. Just get the same roll. And I, I think it goes a bit like a bit missed. Like there is a fair difference if over like a ten-foot putt hitting the middle toe on the heel. Yeah. Like the middle might get you the ten foot. The toe might get you to eight. For the blade versus a mallet. Correct. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. So that more massive. stability in that. So that runs throughout the whole bag. I just I hear it a lot with drivers. So. Yeah. We clear up what I've been testing lately is swing weight as well. Okay, I've been getting into that a bit because I one of my sets are so light. Yeah, so light. Well, you couldn't feel the the yeah. head. No. Yeah, it was weird. So yeah, I've got to go add, so go add heaps of lead tape to the bottom of the club. Yeah, or experiment experimented with shoving graphite down there in the cork, old school style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So got yeah. it back up to reasonable. Swing weight's an interesting one because they measure it in like it's like D1, D2, C, whatever. Like it's it's weird numbers. Mm. Anyone doesn't know what swing weight is? Can you measure it just like if you just went with your finger along the club, wherever it tips the balance? <sighs> Not really. Not really? Because you, you don't know what, what's what. You couldn't tell the number. No. Nah. But you could tell if it's more favourable in the head or not. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it'd be way up near the head though. Yeah, so the swing weight is pretty much just where the majority of the weight of the club is. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who likes to feel the weight of the head, you need something that's going to going to do that if you have someone who wants to feel more of the shaft you're going to move that weight up the shaft a little bit so yeah. usually that's what your manufacturers will do yeah I think D2 is a very common one very seems common. to be the the go to yeah it's, a, it's the number that got me through my traineeship D2 <laughs> everything's D2 yeah so D2. It's, it's a bit of an odd one that one D2 but there's so much to do with um with shafts now too yeah like it's just it's wild but what I want like 
I didn't know you were going to go down this avenue, but what I want to talk about is the feeling versus what's what's real with with your shafts. Yeah. Um, during all the fits I do, what I try and get out of the player is what do you feel? Because most, most important part, right? I can't tell them what to feel. Mm-hmm. I could give them something that's like a telegraph pole, but they could say it's whippy. Yeah. And like a, lic- a licorice stick, which. Yeah. Isn't wrong. It's what they feel. Yes. Yeah. So, and what I, what I also do is, I can build anyone the best set to suit them according to numbers. Yeah. But if that feels like crap in your hands, yeah. Then you're always going to have that cloud hanging over your head. That mm-hmm. This feels crap. I'm going to hit a crap shot, it's even all, though the numbers. It's so a whole mental thing, right? So I'm I'm big on. We need to get as close to this as possible. Mm-hmm but getting you the best feel that you like in your hands. Yes. Unless you can deal with the fact you don't like the feel of it, but it performs, fine. But if you're going to have that negative thought, we've got to go towards the feel is is the most important thing to me. Mm. I think as a club fitter, it gets tricky where, like, if you get someone comes in and goes, I want these, and mm. they say they want a pair, they say they want the blueprints, yeah. right? And you're okay, what do you play off? 28? Mm. It's like... It's probably not going to be the club for you. Yeah. If they're very persistent with it, they're not going to get the performance out of it because they've come in pretty close-minded. I yeah. think that the ideal person to fit someone who's very open-minded. Yeah. And then you find something, something like you said, you, they got to like the look of it. Yeah. They got to like what they got in their hands. But yeah. Um, if they come in open-minded, you can try and find the best. Yeah. Um, the best for the numbers and how they feel in their hand. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, and it gets overlooked a fair bit, but yeah, I don't know. Because we have so many launch monitors these days, yeah. and all you see now is just numbers, 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 Yeah, I'd like to have, go back 15, 20 years, and you learn how to fit off flight. Like I, I, I fit off flight anyway. Yeah, yeah. You can see it, but without the numbers, and just go, okay, mm-hmm. how does that feel? Look at your flight. How does it feel? Look at your flight. Look yeah. at your divot pattern. Like, And do that for a while, because mm-hmm. I think you'd learn... A lot quicker than just being a computer man down to the numbers. Yeah, I think that the feel aspect for a lot of golfers is probably going with things like um, launch models can be blamed, but range finders as well. You yeah. don't guess a number anymore. Yeah. It's 105, you zap it. It's 105. Yeah. It's no, like, it looks like this, I'm going to play that because this is what feels right. Yeah. Which is absolutely a good drill to do, anyone that's listening. I did it, I snuck out yesterday in between lessons for a couple of holes. Yeah. And I don't use it right. If I do that, I just. No rangefinder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks about that. And you, you're normally pretty close. It's not bad, right? Yeah. You're pretty close to yeah. it. Yeah, it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. Uh, but also, uh, ball fitting, mate. Oh, balls. Um, very, very important. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I think we'll do a whole podcast on this one day, but they're made to fly high and low, spin more or less, and be soft and hard. Yep. Soft doesn't mean spin. Yes. Okay, generally, or not generally, a lot of the time in the, in the premium ball, the harder cover spins more. Well, it's a, it, they it's, give it a softer feel. Like, sorry, not the hard cover, but the softer feeling ball isn't always going to... Yes, yeah. It's got to deal with the casing. Yes, exactly. But, so you've you got to find a ball you like and mm-hmm. use one ball. Don't pull out a different ball every three holes because it flies different. Yeah. It reacts different around the greens. It spins different. It yeah. flies higher or lower. Even comes with the putter different, and then you, you you're creating more 
inconsistency in your game. Yeah, correct. You just you don't know. If you can use the same ball every time. Another variation. The same ball every time is a big benefit. Yeah. And then obviously something that's good for you. Like again, I think it comes down a lot to the feel. Absolutely. What the ball feels like. And then most importantly is what it feels like when you're chipping a putty. Mm-hmm. Gotta control it there. Because I think last time I read the maximum like the distance difference between ball A and ball Z like let's say a dollar ball and a ten dollar ball is about five yards. Yeah, distance isn't that it's much. not that much, no. but it's the that spin and feel around the green, that's where that's up. And the peak height. Yeah. And how yeah. high you hit it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, Doesn't matter, they're rolling the back soon anyway. We're all going to be hitting hot dots. I was chatting to Nick today, talking about that, and he's like, why don't they just reduce the tee height so people can't hit up on mm. it? It's a great idea. Can't hit up on it. Yeah. Imagine if you had to tee it down this high and hit the slacker cats all day. And slacker cats. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be different. You couldn't bomb it. No. No? So you could you could bomb it, but it'd be different. It'd be different. Yeah. I hit 10 up on it today. Did you see yeah, that you one? Did. <laughs> You see that one? It went over my head. It didn't go anywhere, but I hit 10 up on it. <laughs> I tried to hit 5 up and I hit it three fairways right. <laughs> it was a bit of fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Taylor May for the <coughs> today was cool. Yep. Uh, the woods are really good. Um, yeah, probably like out of Taylor May, it's probably the best they've done in a while. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um not that I wasn't a fan of time, I could never hit their clubs. Hmm. And the, this driver, I got a few good ones out of it. So yeah, no, they've done. <clears throat> I quite like the feel of it. Yeah. Um, so just break down a bit more about club fitting. Yeah. Right? And I'll rattle these off um, as we go. So let's just like I want to go back to shaft. Yes. All right. So heaps of different weights and shafts. Generally, heavier shaft means stiffer. Yeah, yeah. Lighter shaft means whippy, whippier. Yeah. Um, st- what? Let's start with the basics. So, if you're looking for a shaft, you got to first find what the flex is and what yeah. your flex is. Right? Correct. Yeah. So you start off down at the whippiest end, which is you know your ladies, yep. your seniors, or soft reg, reg, stiff, extra stiff. Yeah. Tour extra stiff. Yeah. So, um, and then, like, generally, if you're using something that's too stiff for you, it's going to come out too low. Yep. It might go straight, but it's going to come out too low. Yeah. Something that's too whippy for you might go an absolute mile, but you just can't control where it's going. Yeah. So you've got to find that happy medium. Correct. Right, so that's one of the easier ones. Um, kick point. Yeah. So everyone's heard a kick point, right? Yeah. It's a pretty easy one to remember, I find, because it's opposites. Yes. High kick point, low flight. Yeah. So all the kick point is, anyone that's wondering is pretty much where the shaft is bending the most throughout the swing. So when you hit a ball, the shaft's going to bend, yeah? So if that shaft is bending higher up towards the grip, that's a higher kick point. So generally, higher kick point would mean a heavier shaft, a stiffer flex, and the ball's going to come out lower. And then as you go down, most golfers are going to fit in that sort of that, that mid mm. that mid uh, kick range, which yeah. is just, you know, it's mid-flight, mid-spin, whatever else. Uh, and then as you go, like, that lower kick point is really good for you. Someone doesn't swing it as fast. Yeah. Help them launch it nice get and high. Bit. Yeah. Get in the air a little bit spinnier, all that sort of stuff. So that's why you find, like, a lot of the, the softer or whippier shafts will be a lower kick point. Yeah. And as you move up. Uh, one that I know a few shafts have it on their thing and probably doesn't get talked about a lot is torque. Yeah. So torque is just... Exactly what it sounds like. It's the amount of twist you yep. get in a shaft. And I don't we, we probably don't think about shafts twisting as we're hitting them. 
They do. They do. We actually did one today. Yeah. So Maddie got fit for driving a couple of fairway woods. Yeah. Um, and he's very new to golf and going really well. And he had, I forget what shaft it was, but the, the torque was like a, a 3.2, so not enough torque for him. So when he was when he was releasing the club, yeah. the face was matching, so it was it wasn't talking enough, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The face was squaring up too early. Yeah, so it wasn't twisting. And wasn't enough. staying open enough. Yeah. So he was hitting these things that was going like straight left. So Nick gave him one that had was like four and a half torque. Yeah. On the way down, the face just just hung back a bit and stayed open and yeah. twisted the other way on the way through. Yeah. And boom. So a bit more stable. Yeah, really good. It was yeah. pretty cool to see because talks, we talk about it with talk, we talk about it a little bit, <laughs> but like to see a fitter actually go boom, mm. let's just reduce the torque, make more torque. Yeah. And we'll see what happens here because mm. it could work and it, it worked a treat. Mm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something I've thought a lot about when I when I fit. Yeah. Uh, but it is something that comes into it. Like, generally, it fits in with the shaft. So, it, you're going to have... Yeah. It's going to twist less if you're hitting it harder. And you need that stability. Right? And it's going to twist more if you've got a softer shaft so the club has time to... Yeah. And flip back around, right? So, um, that's a couple of things you probably would have seen on the, the club and the shaft that might not have made sense. Yeah. Either. Kick point and talk a bit more. Yeah. They get thrown around a lot. Um, do they make sense? Do they make sense? Same shaft weight. There's so many different weights. Yeah. Right? And I think this comes down to what you feel is best. It's all about feel, man. What feels best for you and your hand. So I know for me, I prefer a lighter weight shaft, <clears throat> but can swing it to upwards of 120 if I crank it. So I can't use a soft rig flex and just snap it. You would snap it. So it needs something that's stable. But I don't like those heavy shafts. Yeah, I'm saying. So, makes a bit of a thing. <laughs> You're impossible. Me? Yeah. You've got this dream of this 2800 spin rate. You're never going to get it. 2800 tight. I want 23. <laughs> <laughs> I want so, 23 at 14 launch. Mm-hmm. And what are you average now? I have no idea. What, 33, 34? Uh, it depends, yeah. Less. Yeah, high twos. Yeah. But then if I hit a slappy cut, like four and a half. Mm-hmm. Then you're in trouble. Then I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. But yeah, high spin player, mate. You know, me and Tiger. Mm-hmm. You and Tiger. <laughs> yeah. You're dreaming. You know he hasn't gone to the new Talamade ball because it goes too far. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? He's like, I, I want my eight on to go this far. He knows his game. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Perfect example. Like, best guys in the world are getting ball fitted. Yeah. Mm. So, how like, how long would it take if someone wanted to get a ball fitting? How long would it take? Half an hour. Right? If that? Yeah. It's not a long process. No. It's just getting that right thing for you. I think in golf, there are so many inconsistencies or so many uh, things you can't control. You've got to control what you can. Yeah, half an hour, and then you get the ball that suits you. Yeah. You could do an hour and have extra fun with it. Yeah. Um, half an hour, you'd sort it. Yeah. You'd, you'd go, first thing you go, what's your budget? Yes. <laughs> what are you actually going to spend on the ball? That's right. And if it's up there, perfect. If it's down there, perfect. Mm. At least we know where we're at. Yeah. And we can try. Yeah. Because even down the bottom end, there's still balls that fly different. Oh, correct. So. You can still fit to them. Absolutely. 
So why would so something you people want to hit with golf balls one piece? So I don't know if they make a one piece ball, but two piece, three piece, four piece, five piece, two piece, five. five piece. Yeah, that's right. What's the difference? What's yeah. do, you, do you know what it like? The, two piece, three piece. Do you want to explain it? Not really. Okay, so <laughs> a two piece ball, for example, is like the outer layer, and it has a middle. Yeah. Yeah. A three piece ball, right, has a core. An outside piece and the shell that protects it, right? We really need to film this. Four piece, yeah, I'm doing all these hand actions and everything. Four piece ball is, and then <clears throat> so on, right? So, um, what they do with these golf balls, sometimes they might have a, like, a harder core, so that when you're hitting it at full speed, you hit it and it compresses into that core, so it doesn't spin as much in the longer shots. But when you get around the green, they have all this softer stuff on the outside, so when you hit it, it rips. And urethane cover. The urethane, I can't pronounce the rest of the materials. Do you ever cut a ball in these days? No. It looks like a cut section of the earth. you ever seen those? Yeah. <laughs> I cut one when I had rubber bands in it once. Wow. And it sprayed me with this stuff. It comes flying out. Yeah. Well, they used to have the rubber band, but they used to have like a gel or something yeah. near them. It right? everywhere. Mm. Wasn't good. Do you know, this is a weird piece of trivia for you, back in the day when they used to make um, balls out of uh, feathers, mm-hmm. right? See, do you know the process? No. Used to boil down feathers and then like scrunch into a ball, wrap it in their little sack thing. Yeah, right. How many feathers do you think were in one golf ball? 500. It's not a real like exact measurement. You're probably close. It is a top hat's full. A top hat A top hat full. Okay. Of, of feathers is boiled down to make one golf ball. Wow. I found fascinating. Didn't have any measuring cups back then. Nah, just <laughs> <It's just laughs> top hat. Put it in their top hat. How much flour on the cake? <laughs> Half a top hat. <laughs> yeah, I read that somewhere a while back, and always found that fascinating. I'd love to play one like the old leather balls. Yeah, it'd be good fun. Just for fun. Yeah, get the old sticks out. With the old clubs though, but we'd have to play an old distance course. Yeah. Cost of probably an old distance course anyway. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just use them. Alright. You're on. Maybe I want to have a hickory day. Trying to organise one. They have a hickory like championships. Yeah. They had or, a big one the other day, didn't they? Or a three club challenge. Mm, they're fun. Three club and a putter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and a putter. Yeah. Four Skate. clubs. Four clubs. Yeah. Right. What would your four clubs be? Driver, seven, nine, sandwich, putter. <laughs> you got to have that driver in there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I reckon that's all I'd use. Mm. Around Coles? Yeah. Okay. What would you do? You'd do three wood? No. I'd just go four on, seven on, nine on. That's boring. Why well, don't need a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, no, but like, you know, I'd do it because it's more fun. <laughs> if you had to have a, a, a wood, you have thought, one wood I'd have the three wood. Yeah. Purely because I hit it just as far as the driver. Yeah. But straighter. No, I'm going big dog. Yep. Seven on, mm-hmm. sandwich. Yep. You can get around with that. Easy. That's enough. There's no part three. It costs longer than enough. But I don't need a seven iron. Back tees into the wind 19. Yeah, just hood one in the... <laughs> what, into the... <laughs> into the dam? No way. It's downhill, mate. Downhill. Yeah. Let's do an organised one. An organiser? Yeah. I'll play. Okay. I'll play. Mm-hmm. We should do another one of those videos, actually. Yeah. One club challenge. Oh, I bought a fucking, um, whoops, I bought, I'm to swear, <laughs> I bought a recording thing. Um, a camera? Not a camera, the thing you plug on. Like oh, a, a microphone. A wireless microphone. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get it working. 
Couldn't you? No. Nah. So you might have to help me. Do you want me to have a look at it? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's doing my head in. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. Sweet. We'll see what we can sort out. Mate. Unreal. Something a bit more golf related. Okay. Live versus PGA. Oh, we're doing it. Now, I want to say here, so mine are very repetitive, but I spent an hour on this. Well, I'm you, very proud of my list. You walked past me today. Yep. And said, I'm coming to your house tonight. I said, sweet. And then I was still putting the kids to bed when you turned up. Correct. So I've had five minutes. So mine aren't great, but... I'm excited. Do you want to go first or me? Um, I'll go first and I'll just say some crap to you. Okay. All right. So Liv, we've got Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton. Yep. All right. His secret move. Once he's, so once he stops self belittling himself, he gives you the Chelsea kiss. You've heard of the Chelsea kiss? No, I okay. It's where he can slice you from your ear to your mouth. Ooh. Yeah, the Chelsea kiss. That's his power move. Okay. It's just going to go. Okay. Who you got there, Mr. PGA? I've got one. So I want you to know, my three PGA guys, and I discussed this with you. Yeah. They're all dead. Oh. But they're coming back. Rest in peace. They're coming back. Okay. Walter Hagen. Walter. 11-time major champion. Wow. Trained by Italian-American mobsters on the Lower East Side, <laughs> Walter mastered the art of tax fraud and shooting a Colt Detective Special Caliber 38. He is credited as the only man in history to hold a gun to a sleeping man's head and miss. <laughs> Did you read the box of Pluto or something when you got home? <laughs> What's his power move? What's his move? That was it. <laughs> to hold a gun to someone's head. And miss. Oh, he missed. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to maintain monsters. Yeah. Sorry, right, you've gone. You've gone, deep. Oh, I've got a stories. <laughs> you've got stories. <laughs> I like it. Look, I'll give you that one. Uh, my no. guy my guy held a gun to you and missed, yeah. so he deserves a Chelsea you've got, kiss. He's got a Chelsea kiss. Mm-hmm. I started, I thought the Chelsea kiss was when, so I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, sweet, Hatton's going to have the Chelsea kiss. Mm-hmm. But I went down the avenue of putting your mouth on the gutter and get stomped on, but that's out of the movie Romper Stomper, isn't it? Or American History X. Seen that movie? No. When he gets, like, people that fight and he gets them to put their mouth on the gutter and just goes, bang! Oh, yeah. that's gross. That's gross. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I've got Not a that I condone this movie. Have you ever seen the movie Bum Fights? No. It was this guy, he's a little bit demented, he got in a lot of trouble for it, as he should. He used to pay homeless people and then film them fighting each other. It was oh, sort of like jackass, but he was filming oh, homeless people as well. That's not good. Yeah, but there was about six of them. Was there? Yeah, they kept making movies. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Far out. I'm up. All right. I'm going to throw a live person at you. Okay. Cameron Tringali. <laughs> Cameron. Trained by Kelly Hobos at the foot of San Fran Golden Gate Bridge. The founding place of lukewarm canned beans and one shoe karate. <laughs> So his special moves, one shoe karate. <laughs> Lukewarm can <laughs> beans. <laughs> oh, all right. I told you, I spent time on this. <laughs> I like it. All right, I'm going to throw at you a PGA player, Garrick Higo. All right, and as the story of Higo goes, his secret power move is to unleash his eyebrows of poison. 
Have you seen his eyebrows? Yeah, they're, they're, they're thick. <laughs> they're intense. <laughs> I'll give that to you. My one shoe karate yeah. belt. The eyebrows don't cut it. <laughs> oh. I'm going to give you Dean Burmester. It's so, so bad. Who's Dean play for? He's live. Okay. So the Zimbabwean-born South African representative. Yeah. Brawler, right? He's a brawler. And he's known for his ability to break a grown man's esophagus with one strong backhand chop. Ooh. I like it. I'm going to... I actually think that's quite strong. I'm going <laughs> to throw my best PGA Tour player out okay. Ben Hogan. Oh. Trained by Native Indians. <laughs> Trained by Native Indians in the Cactus Field Big Bend National Park. The, the wee Iceman smoked ayahuasca for seven days straight. Ayahuasca. <laughs> consuming only three tablespoons of oxygen. He discovered the secrets of the golf swing and how to paralyse a man with only his tongue. <laughs> oh dear. Alright. Look, I think he got that. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> Oh, no, It'd be on, an interesting fight. Being on the ayahuasca, mate. <laughs> Would you ever do that? Ayahuasca? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I was with like a bunch of native Indians. Yeah. And know what they're doing. It's actually very eye-opening for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's been doing pretty well. Mm. I like what you've done this week. <laughs> I do. Um, Alright, I've got another bad one. This is pretty crap. Brian Harmon, PGA. Yep. So, Harmon has been harming featherweights for years. Right. <laughs> his secret move is the powerbomb, where he jumps up and wraps his legs around your head, and then he rolls to the ground and flicks you down. Ooh. The powerbomb. Powerbomb. Yeah. This is actually my most boring one. Yeah. Adrian Ronk is who I'm throwing in at you from Liv. Did he get Liv? Yeah, he went to Liv. Oh, shit. Adrian Ronk. Yeah, right. Have you seen the movie The Terminator? Kinda. Okay, so Adrian Moronk is one of the T1000s. So the T1000, I don't know if you remember the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually the good Terminator and the other Terminator, he's a cop and he like, can turn into liquid. Yeah, uh, yeah. He not. looks exactly Does like he? Adrian Moronk. Yeah. <laughs> he's a T1000 he's a Terminator. T1000 Terminator. <laughs> yeah. So he'll turn Harley into liquid. Well, he could get around. No, he doesn't turn into <laughs> liquid, but he, he's like made out of liquid metal. Ah. So, I see. Yeah. All right. I won that. You won that. <laughs> All right. You give me one. All right. It's the last one, I think. No. I've still got two left. I've got a live and a PGA left. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. So, I'm going to throw a live person at you. All right. Kevin Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Trained by Shaolin monks <laughs> at the foot of Wuru Peak in the Songshang Mountains, <laughs> the founding place of Chang Buddhism uh, and the cradle... <laughs> In the cradle of Shaolin Kung Fu. Kevin Na's a master of Kung Fu. Is he? Yeah. A Kung Fu master. Shaolin Kung Fu. Shaolin. Alright. Scotty Sheffler's coming at ya. Okay. So word amongst the churches from Texas <laughs> is that Scotty has the ability to frisbee the collection plate <laughs> at blinding speeds across, across the church to seriously harm others. So he's a collection plate thrower. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're going to hell. <laughs> well, you were throwing Bibles the other week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I won that one. It's only funny because <laughs> we're joking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> you beat me? Yeah. No. Who's your last one? Okay, Taylor Gooch. As the legend has it, and similar to the move of skunks, in times of fear, Taylor releases his Gooch scent, <laughs> suffocating the opponent. <laughs> Confused with the cooch. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be hard to beat. Yeah, it stinks. Old Tom Morris. Oh. Thomas Mitchell Morris. Tommy. Yeah. Trained by shepherds on the foot of Mam Sodhow in the I swear, everyone of, your, of yours has been at the foot of a mountain. Has <laughs> it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, except for um, uh, Trim Carly is trained by Cali Hobos at the foot of San Fran Bridge. Um, that's at the foot? <laughs> oh, foot of the bridge. Yeah, he's at the foot of something. Right. Yeah. Trained by shepherds at the foot of Marmstad Hale in the Northwest Highlands. <laughs> Old Tom mastered the art of separating his beard from his body and turning it into a weapon. Legend says when he died that first Aurora Borealis was seen. What was seen? Aurora Borealis. Oh, what's that? You ever heard of the Northern Lights? Oh, yeah. That's an, an Aurora Borealis. Oh. Mm. Using too many good words. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to say the Smelly Gooch one. Yeah, I think Smelly Gooch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I had a lot of fun writing this. It is good fun when you have some time. Mm. I really enjoyed writing that. Yeah. That was good. Um, I think we're just going to take a short break oh. so I can rest my mouth. Some ranch water. <laughs> With some ranch water. All right, I'm going to make one. All right, be back soon. <laughs> so for everyone, everybody out there, the four million listeners... So ranch water was brought to my attention by a mate. Tequila soda, just some lime juice. Mm. God, it's good. It is good. Sometimes some salt. Yeah. It's amazing, hey? It's really good. Yep. I had four days off drinking last week. You're a new man. Never felt worse in my life. <laughs> Started vomiting blood. Yeah. Body <laughs> was like, what's happening? Kidneys were shutting down. It wasn't mm. worth it. No, I felt good actually. Coffee. Yes. Some numbers on what makes a scratch golfer. I think some people are either going to be really shocked with these numbers. 18 pars. So, 18 pars makes a scratch golfer, right? But. <clears throat> Ever had 18 pars? No. I had my, um, one of my best mates. He had 17 pars and three whacked the last hole for a boat. <laughs> oh no. Who was that? Uh, that was Vidler. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry to put, uh, put your name out loud, bud. But Did he hit every green? I, I didn't no. play with him, but I remember he was filthy. Wow. But it, it's also it's a bit annoying. He said it was just boring. Yeah. Like, he's just making pars. And then the bogey glass makes you a bit headless. Long time ago now, that bud. Yeah, that'd, that'd be annoying. He'll be better off for it. We'll make a scratch golfer. You ready? So, can I guess? Yeah, I'll let you guess the numbers. Are you going to read out stats? Mm-hmm. 
So on average, scratch golf, I'm going to say, hits 11 fairways. Uh-huh. Uh, no, probably 10 fairways mm-hmm. out of 14. Probably 11 to 12 greens mm-hmm. around and has 30-odd putts. Yep. Okay. How far do you think they'd hit their driver? In metres? Uh, I can transfer to metres. Well, I'll just do yards. Yep. 265 yards. Okay. Interesting. Um... 270 yards, maybe? Yeah. Okay, well, I've got the real numbers here. Okay. This will be interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know, I would this would have been brought up before, I'm sure, but um, the difference between, like, a scratch golfer and an 18 handicapper per round is only, like, like 1.8 birdies difference. Yeah. It's the bogeys, the double bogeys. The bogeys, the doubles that really kill people, right? So, uh, Grease and Reg, would you say 11 12? Yeah. Okay. So the number is, I've got this as a percentage, is 67%, right? So 9 is 50, so it's 10 or 11. So you won't fire off. It's yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah. 10 or 11 on average. Fairways, would you say 10? 10. 53%, so it's close to about 7 or 8 yeah. per round. Yeah. Um, putts is 1.67 per hole, so I think that gets out to about 30 Right. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Scrambling, 54%. Yeah. Bunkers, 59%. Average drive, 250 yards. 250, 225 mm, metres. Not very far. Wow. So, I think that's good to just put in perspective. Yeah. Right? So, they're, they're not getting up and down every time. Their scrambling's 54%, right? So, they're missing half the up and downs they have. Yeah. Right? Um. I think the big one for that is... And, you know, the fairways isn't that high either. Nah. 53% is pretty low, but they're also hitting... If they're hitting seven greens, they're still hitting... uh, Sorry, seven fairways, they're still hitting ten greens. So they're converting somewhere. Yeah. So not making these big, big errors. And then, um, you know, their proximity to holes probably a bit better, making a few more putts. Obviously making, like, near to no three putts. Yeah. Um, That's out of the equation, right? Yeah. And a big thing, a bit like... If you are aspiring to be a scratch golfer, there is a minimum distance you need to hit up. Yeah. You can't... I be... thought that might be a bit short. Mm. You can't be a scratch golfer hitting 180. No. Nah. At a short course, maybe. Yeah. But... I think you need your driver going 230 metres mm-hmm. minimum. That's about what that is. Yeah. That's to be... That's to be a scratch golfer. This makes the game a lot more easier. Mm-hmm. Lucky. Because the short holes you can have wedges in, like 120 meter wedge, 100 meter wedge, yeah. 90 meter wedge, whatever. But add another 20 meters on that, you hit an eight iron. Percentage yep. comes down, hit the green. But yeah, they're good stats. Yeah, good stats. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm playing golf on Friday. First time I'll have a comp game in coughs or comp game. Since October. Well, maybe I'm going overseas so often. Hey? Maybe I'm going overseas so often. You might, you might get a chance to have a round. Yeah. You've got caddying duties now. <laughs> caddying duties. Yeah. Um, Lockie just got invited to play the US Disabled Golf something, something at, um, in Florida. It's run by the PGA of America. Ooh. Just got invited to play there, so... Going back over? I thought I was going to the US Open. He rings me. I was half pissed the other night. Yeah. He's like, got invited to the something, something, something. And I thought he said US Open. So I text 4,000 people on my phone going, I'm going to the Open. Yeah. 
but it's held at a different event, different um, different course, and different time. You but you wouldn't have this problem if your liver hadn't been resting for four days from alcohol. You wouldn't be as pissed, and you might have heard what he said. That's right. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so. Is he over? Is he over in Kenya at the moment? Mm, couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Yeah. That's he's, awesome. He's got it. Um, he's got a luncheon on. On Friday. Saw that was Stephen Bradbury. You wanted me to get MC it. Did he? I'm like, you want me to come out there and ruin your night. That's funny. <laughs> he's like, do you want to come and help me out, do ask a few questions and talk? And I said, I'd love to, but I've got to work and stuff. But mm, big ask. I'd shit myself, I reckon. Would you? Yeah. I love doing that stuff. Do you? Mm. I don't think I'm professional enough. Well, I could do it, but... I'd have to be my best behaviour. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the environment. Yeah. You'd be good at weddings. You probably. It depends on his wedding. Yeah. Well, even then, I'd start talking cough talk and yeah, nobody yeah. would understand me. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Just you and your dad laughing. Yeah. That's yeah. It. <laughs> 200 people at a wedding. Yeah. The old man and me laughing. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that sort of stuff. Getting mm. up in front of crowds. and The worst part for me is thinking about beforehand. No one knows up there. It's... Autopilot. Yeah, oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Bit yeah, of a drama yeah. queen. Yeah, I haven't done it much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Is he coming to play the all inclusives here? Yeah, if he's not in the States, he will. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, uh, he'll play. Should be good. It's yeah, be awesome. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, mate. It's going to be Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So, coffee. Yes. I've heard you've got a really big tip of the week this week. <laughs> ladies, and, <laughs> ladies and tip. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a real old school one, actually. Yeah. Because this week, I've had that many people try and hit driver, mm-hmm. clean it down like a centimetre off the ground. Just tee it high and let it fly, mate. My God. I love that. Just... The low T height leads to negative attack angle, swing to the left. Mm-hmm. You wonder why you hit slappies. Mm-hmm. Just get it up and yeah. send it. That's right. Yeah. That's something like I think like a lot of people probably did that from, with, like, I'm guessing they've been playing for a while, but just older. So they're using the small heads to begin with, probably just got comfortable with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, anyone I teach, because I teach like a lot of beginners, it, I say exactly what you just said, T it high, let it fly. Yeah. So you get like those, I tell people like those step tees they make, like the orange ones. I say that's your minimum. Yeah. So you're not going any lower than that. Light like to see higher. It's just, yeah. it's going to increase your percentage to hit it. Absolutely. Better. And yeah. getting at distance, everything. Yeah. So Something so high. simple, but I think I've had five of them this week. Yeah. No, I like it. Get the ball above the ground. Yeah. And send it. Hit 10 up on it. Yes. Be better than 14 down. Better than 14 down. 50 meter cuts. Yeah. That was a really good one, Coffee. Oh, thanks, mate. Ask me what mine is. Okay, what's yours? Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Brando's tip is, of the is yours? Is yours a mental? Mine's a mental one. I always try to keep mine a bit more mental. Yeah. Um, I think it just separates. You know separates that shirt you're wearing? The right. Darth side. I've never seen a full Star Wars movie. Guys, I really. <laughs> thank you for tuning into the last episode of <laughs> yeah. the Slappy Cut. My. Guys and I had a disagreement. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading Teddy and Valley a book, and he bought a book home from school. Yeah. And it's about Star Wars. Uh-huh. It's like Darth people in there, and there's a, there's a few of them. 
I know nothing, yeah. I know nothing about it. So... And I probably don't want to. No. Actually. It's all to do with whoever the Sith is. you got Darth The Sith. I've seen Sith 400 times in yeah, two pages. Yeah, And then, so the Sith will often have names like Darth Sidious. Sidious. This is Darth Vader. Um, and you go through more. There's like Darth Bane and Darth uh, Maul. Yeah, know. so I started reading and going, oh shit, there's more than one Darth Vader. They're all Darth. There's heaps of Darths. It just, shows, it just means they're Sith. Yeah. Which is evil. But there can only... I read two pages of the book, but there can only ever be two Siths at one time. The rule two. Yeah, right. That's the, so, I'm, I'll go through it quickly. Just so you have a bit of an idea, there used to be lots of them. Yeah. And then, because um, <clears throat> they all just want power and go greedy, they end up... They all killed each other. They end up working off the rule of two. So there's always a master and an apprentice. And inevitably what happens is the master gets old, the apprentice wants power, kills him, then takes on his own apprentice. So they're hanging out together for ages. <clears throat> and he decides to kill them. It's usually what happens. It's pretty horrible. Well, it's because as they get older, they feel like they get more, they become more powerful with the force. So they, learn, they let the old Sith know that we're, we're fighting? Or they just kill them? Sometimes they'll just sneak up and kill them. Really? Mm, yeah, it's brutal. You're much better off being a Jedi. And what's that? That's like the good side of the Force. You got the dark side of the Force, <laughs> and the, good, the Jedi who are the good, the good side of the Force. You have much to learn. <laughs> the way you look there when you see like the Skywalker. Force. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, for everyone who likes it, I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm a bit of a Star Wars nut, so. Yeah. I've got this little old little. Do you know who R two D two is? Little robot. Oh yeah. So I've got one, him. He's in my house, right? So a he, robot. He's a little robot. Right. He's just got this big. So no one see that. He's probably about like twenty centimeters tall. Yeah. Uh, he just plugged into a USB thing. He's that just, was not twenty centimeters tall. You've been lying your whole life. Oh please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He's like twelve inches. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he plugs into a USB, sits on the wall, but he interacts with people as you walk past. And then he's got an app on your phone, you can control him, you can sit him on the ground and just let him sort of wander around the house. Yeah, right. If you watch the movies, you can set him up so he knows you're watching the movie and, and makes noises and moves at different parts. It's pretty oh. cool, cool little thing. Okay. It keeps me safe at night. So he only interacts with people when, if someone walks past. So it's like middle of the night, you're taking like, beep, boop, beep, and you freak out. So. There you go. Mm. I've just been schooled in Star Trek. Oh, we also, what? <laughs> <laughs> We have so much more to do. Yeah. Star Wars. Oh, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. Everyone will start flipping out. Is there a difference? Yeah, there is. Massive. Yeah, I've never seen Star Trek. Well, there you go. I haven't seen Star Wars. You haven't seen Star Trek. Have you seen Star Trek? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen neither. I've seen neither. All right, sorry. Mental tip of the week. Friends, mental tip of the week. Practice for pressure. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think people do it enough, mm. and it's probably not targeted towards the average golfer. How do you how do you build pressure in practice? Then? So it's a couple of ways, but it's like through pressure drills, right? And same thing when you if you're warming up. So a good one might be to do so. Say Friday you're going to go out and play, mm-hmm. right? A good pressure drill to do would be you're going to get there whatever time you get there, and give you set yourself up a putting drill, right? So if you have done north, south, east, west. Yes. So I used to do a painful <laughs> one. So it was, you go three foot, four foot, five foot, six foot, and you do that each side of the hole, right? So there's four, you got four. And so you get start at the three foot, you've got to make all four. Yeah. Make all four, and you keep going back. If you miss one, you go back to three foot and start again. So you could be on the last part from six foot. If you miss it, it's back to the start of three. So you could do something like that, probably something a bit easier. It can be brutal. 
but set up something like that and you have to finish that before you tee off. Yeah. Right? So, it gives you a couple... It gives you time pressure. Yeah. Right? Um, then you have to start to focus and you start to get nervous and then, you know, you get the anxiety build up because you're thinking, oh, my tee time's coming up. Do you miss your tee time you don't finish it? Yep. You keep going until you finish it. If you're going to start a drill, you don't move until you finish it. That builds up pressure in itself. Well, I guess I'm not playing on Friday. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> a better one for you... Might be to um, you set up some sort of. It doesn't have to be putting. It could be a chipping drill. It might be. I'm going to sit in the bunker. I'm going to keep hitting them to a hole one. Yeah, right? I'll be out there pretty quick. But you should do that like at like 11:30 when you start to get hungry. Yeah. And then you don't leave until so you know by the time you hit to 7 p.m. when you finally hole one, you're starving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's stuff like that, right? So trying to find some sort of pressure. Playing for money is a great one. Yeah, we're going to start doing that. Put something on it, right? Yeah, as he said, he'll chuck in all the money and we'll play for it. Sounds like a tour event. No, no, I don't get it. Or just between <laughs> me, you and him. Oh, and he's chucking in all the money? Yeah. Big thank you to Matthew. Yeah, Allen. thank you, Matt. Mm. $50 a hole? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. But it multiplies. It multiplies. He told. <laughs> $280 million. Might give me some incentive practice. Yeah, you got to have time, mate. There's that too. Be it. You've got to have time. Practice uh, practice for pressure. Yeah. I like it. Nice, simple one. I like it. There's heaps of things online. If you want to learn how to do it, just jump on Google. There's so many. But you just got to give yourself some sort of... It doesn't have to be time pressure, but just, you know... If you're doing it after school, you go after school and, you know, mum said, oh, I'm going to pick up at five. I'm going to do this drill. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. If it starts getting to 4.45 and you're not done... Mum would be blowing up in yeah. the car park. 10 past 5 and she's going to get your shoes to go and blast your head. Yeah. And try to dodge them while you're holding parts. That, that was, was one of your sorts. guys, wasn't it? The shoe thrower? Didn't you have a shoe? One shoe karate. Yeah, yeah. One shoe karate. <laughs> Tringali. Tringali. Trained by Kelly Hobos. <laughs> I love it. What's on for the rest of the week, mate? So tomorrow, working tomorrow. You got a big day tomorrow. Yeah. You got ladies open day. I do too. It's a rolling start from like from seven till like eleven thirty, twelve. One p. This is my favourite day of the year. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I love the ladies. Yeah, we're good. It's gonna be fantastic. There's a heap of them there. Yeah, and it's saying th- I think Thursday's got a pretty cruisy day actually. Yeah. So. Are you playing? Not yet. But I'll see. Do you, are you at E-ball? I don't know yet. Yeah, you're right. Could be. Might not be. Haven't heard. Sweet. Anyway. Very beautiful. This has been fun. Yeah. We're going to do this again. Five in a row? Five in a row. Right, we keep... did five in a row. We deserve sponsorship. Just give me more... More notice... That I want all the viewers to listen. I'm going to come over next Tuesday at 7.30 okay. and do the next episode. Do you want to read a key, uh, book to my kids? They'd <laughs> 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 like that. Would they? Yeah. Some stranger coming in and doing yeah. that? You're not a oh, I guess I'm not a stranger to Teddy. No. You're like, the guy who likes Star Trek. He knows that. Star- <laughs> He's doing it on purpose. <laughs> See you later, guys. Later.